right, folks, coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, it is Sports Insiders Radio. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. We're joined by John and Mike from johnsendigan.com. Our good friend, Kenny White, is in studio. Oddsxfactor.com. We've got a lot on the plate. College football, the NFL, a great weekend. The Major League Baseball playoffs uh, roll right along. Uh, The National Hockey League season is underway. It's been a big celebration in Las Vegas this week uh, with the arrival of professional sports in Las Vegas. Um, So there's just a lot on the plate. Let's say hi to the guys. Uh, Hello, John. How you doing? Just got a large coffee across the street. I was running up the traffic. Is mayhem in this town? It's getting like L.A. over here. The tr- you know what? That's a great point. And Kenny White, a, a longtime Las Vegan. Uh, the traffic is is becoming a thing. It, 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 it used to be you could go corner to corner in the valley in twenty minutes, and it, uh, there are times now it gets pretty snarky. Yeah, I would say thirty minutes corner to corner. Now, now you're looking at it. 45 minutes to an hour corner to corner and if it's traffic you're a lot more but i've made my entire life on staying out of the traffic (laughs) and staying and traveling during the times that there's not traffic but now certain times you have to and it it is bad out there just like there's a strategy when it comes to you know playing sports and having angles and handicap there's there's a there's a strategy to driving and that's always be left of where you're going so if you can continually turn right on red you're in constant motion I like that. I do that a lot. <laughs> but, but then you always get the one slob in the middle lane, right, to save one spot will go and block 15 cars in the right lane, yeah. you selfish dog, you. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's no doubt I can't. And then they won't move up. If they move up a little bit, you can get by and make that right-hand turn. But oh, the drivers in this town are so bad, too. That, it's, oh. the, the traffic's bad, but the drivers no, are no, horrendous. Wait, wait a minute. It, it, John, you can attest to this. It, see, you sometimes, if you, if you get a rental car or whatever, and it's got California plates, you get saddled into that. We're all fine. Right. Right. It's yeah. the California drivers don't it, know. Exactly. It. But if you're listening to this radio show somewhere outside of Nevada or you're on the East Coast or on the West Coast, what I will say is the difference is when you're in the office on the East Coast, all the games start at 7 o'clock at night pretty much Monday through Friday. That's right. So I'm in my office from 5 to 7. I miss rush hour. So by the time I walk out at halftime of the first set of games, because we're trading these games, if you're listening live or at Sports Insider Radio, we're trading these games. It could be 8 o'clock. There's no traffic. And, hey, listen, our friend Mike joins us uh, from johnsyndicate.com. He is back in the East Coast office. And we are going to talk about college football Saturday, NFL Sunday. Uh, There's a lot on the plate, a lot we want to get to. But I will say the guys at johnsyndicate.com do a lot with soccer. And uh, it's an incredible thing. When the World Cup comes up next year, Mike, there will be no United States side. It is hard to fathom that the United States will not be in the World Cup. But then again, you guys focus on Norwegian soccer, and I don't know where else you're watching soccer. You're all over the place. Exactly, Brian. And we're actually, uh, you know, with with the U.S., they played last week, and, and they had an easy win. And then they just fell apart against Trinidad and Tobago, and... Now all of a sudden they're not going to be in the World Cup. It's 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 crazy to say, but when the World Cup is going to be in Russia, oh. unless it was another, I saw a meme. It was one of those hacks that you know Russia made a hack to not allow the USA in the World Cup. No, oh my God. I mean it's 
Uh, that's a cardinal sin. All right, but fo- football's our focus as we dive into uh, the college weekend and the NFL. And of course, you can get hold of the guys. And, and check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 1-800-209-1679. Kenny, let me start with you. We are to the point now, we've seen these teams, and I think with each passing week we talk about it, um, to try to get a grip and a read on who some of these teams really are. The NFL's uh, you know, kind of a quirky animal. One week to the next, somebody can step up and get you. But um, we kind of know who most of these teams are now. Um, so how, how does that change your approach to this? When early, early in the year, do you believe the numbers are tighter as the season progresses in both college and the NFL? Yeah, they're, the numbers have to get tighter. They're going to they're gonna get better and better each week. So, yes, but then there's also what you need to follow is trends and who needs the game Who's, who's up for the game, who's not up for the game, who's looking ahead? Because that happens a lot late in the year. Also, who just came off a big loss that crushed their season and their hopes? So that that's the sort of thing that you're looking for now when, once you shift into October and the numbers start to get tighter. So that's where we're at. We're going to look for trends and teams that really need to win and really want the game badly, and we know they're they're focused. And uh, it, it'll be anywhere from having revenge from last season to maybe having a week off going into that game as well, and I've got one of those this weekend circled. And how about you know just certain spots? I mean, letdown spots for college football. Uh, you know, you, you got UNLV's playing Air Force. Obviously, Air Force has a, a big game with Navy. Those are big moments. Uh, and that's just one of many where, you know, some of these teams circle certain games on their calendar uh, and then the air's out of the balloon or they're already focused on something that's going to happen next week. The, and the situational one, plays. And that one, well, that's that's exactly it. That, and that one's crazy because Air Force was so far down. I think it was 28-7 at halftime. And then they come flying back oh. to take the lead late in the game. It looks like they're going to win. And Navy just goes down the field and scores a touchdown and, uh, you're right. Just uh, takes the heart right out of them, and now they got to go back home and and play UNLV. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation for Air so Force in that game. That line opened up at plus ten and a half on Sunday night, and the wise guys banged it down three points to seven and a half. So, if you like the dog and you're listening, you got to gr- grab UNLV early, early, yeah. Um, because you know if it goes down below, and then let, let's talk about we always talk about arbitraging and trading the games. Monday night football of last week, the Bears, they were at home. They were plus three and a half everywhere. I had the Bears. I had the under for the game. And then at halftime, I took Minnesota minus 160 on the money line and over 19 and a half for the second half. Not knowing, obviously, Kenny, they were going to score 21 points in the third quarter. But you go 4-0 because you're trading the game and you're not just betting it and forgetting it. So there's a lot of value in that, and I think a lot of people overlook that, and they think, well, there's five points in the first half. There's no way it can go over in the second half. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Hey, let me let me just throw one at you, like two specific teams. I mean, and, and just how, if you looked at that, uh, could apply to other stuff. Uh, last week, I mean, if you just looked at the newspaper, they go, hey, look what this guy did. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be sitting there doing a cartwheel, and I'm not physically capable of doing a cartwheel. I had the over in the Western Michigan-Buffalo game, and the total was 51, and they scored 62 in regulation, and it, it kind of was not, it really wasn't in doubt. It goes to seven overtimes, and the final score is 71-68. It was, I watched that game because I, I, was, I was involved, and I wanted to get on to watching hockey and other things. I could not turn this thing off. It was amazing. 
they both either scored a field goal, got a touchdown, or messed up and messed up, and it wouldn't end. It was it was incredible. The final score, 71-68. My question would be to you, after something like that, aren't Western Michigan and Buffalo automatic fades this week? And how is that factored into the line? You know, sometimes it's not factored in the line, but again, there's a trend, and and everything. I like to put a point value on everything. So overtime games, I don't have a I don't have a point value on seven overtimes because it rarely it's ever not, happens. Yeah. But I do have a point value on teams that do go to overtime, whether it's one time or two drives or three. It doesn't really matter, but it's worth about two and a half points, T- two to two and a half points. In their following, that you knock week. them down in their following week because it takes a lot out of you. It's a stressful game. Uh, you put a lot into it, win or lose. It takes a lot out of you. So you see that happen uh, a lot. Now you got a seven overtime game. There was that type of game. I hate. Because when I see it, you know how much more work I have to do on that game? I've got to go through every play in overtime because you know those stats count. Every play in overtime, those stats actually count to their team stats. So these teams end up getting in seven drives. They end up getting another five first downs. They could end up getting, they could end up getting another hundred yards. So it, it looks like, it looks like they're, Looks like they had this amazing game offensively. When you, especially if you just use the final score, you can't use final scores. I just use regulation and regulation stats. I got to take all those stats out from overtime. You know, we have so many good friends uh, that we have here in town, and he's truly he's a, a, a really good friend. Great guy is, is a friend of ours, Andy Isco, mm-hmm. and he brought something up that I I re- I mean, I guess you think of it, but in terms of the kind of work you do, and I think it might mirror this is that in the early stages... I know exactly what you're going to say. Go ahead. That when teams are playing FCS teams... Yes! He takes those stats out. Me he, and him he, have talked about it before. I do the same thing. I don't use those stats. Is it, is it... I mean, is it an automatic chuck? Or is there anything you can garner from that? But but clearly, the level of competition you're facing, if you just look at the stats and say, oh, this guy averages you know 8.2 yards a carry or whatever through five games... But you throw those other two out, I mean, there's a reality factor of who you're facing, isn't there? Yeah, well, there was a – I forget the name of the quarterback. I was just looking him up the other day because the starter got hurt. The second-string guy's stats are actually better than the first-string guy's stats. Well, small sample size, but when you go back and look, the majority of his playing time came in week one against a small FCS team that that team ran out of the gym. And this quarterback came in and went 14 for 16 for 230 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions – but he did it against a nobody. He can't do it against an SEC team. So you those stats are meaningless in a lot of situations. I like to look and see what the line is and see how much they won by or lost by and then kind of make a small adjustment for, for the major conference team. And, Mike, you know, clearly we talk about this. And when we get to college basketball, maybe it's even more prevalent because I, you think now uh, conferences like the MAC and the Sun Belt – They'll get those weeknight TV games where people actually see these guys and get to know who they are a little bit. But like when we get to college football, our college basketball, and you can still apply it in, in college football. Sometimes the best values is the smaller conferences, where even if it's regionally, teams you know where you are, or just certain trends and things that happen in those smaller conferences. Maybe that's where you can find maybe a crack and some soft numbers on the board. Well, Dad, and to add to that, early in the season, and we talk about this every year. When they have these tournaments in Hawaii and they're neutral, for, neutral court tournaments, a lot of times the lines are not nearly as sharp. And a lot of these teams, some of them travel much better than others, and you really have to take that in effect. And I'm sure Kenny 
can add to this where that adds to the points as well where you got to give them value because these teams that travel to Hawaii and they play in these early tournaments, even the good teams don't really show up because early in the season it's not that big of a factor. You can really find a lot of value. And every year, as we do, we trade every one of these games at halftime and really get the feel of the game because in the beginning of the season, a lot of these players, they're playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores that really haven't seen the court before. It's going to take them a few games to really get acclimated, you can find a lot of value early in the season. And I'll, I'll throw one more at you, Kenny, and then chime in on that. And then I want to talk to John about how the numbers move in college football. And John talks about trading trading the numbers and, and betting as a business. But to the point, with college basketball not that far away, that these tournaments, a lot of it, and we've, we've seen it on full display here, and we've had the luxury of Thanksgiving holiday basketball tournaments that maybe arguably played and we've been to them right Kenny over at the Orleans and you're sitting there and you know who travels and who doesn't and all of a sudden a number's being put out that it is a neutral court game when it's anything but I mean these are higher two higher profile teams that maybe that cat's out of the bag but we were at uh, you know Gonzaga St. Mary's games uh, in that's championship championship. that's championship (laughs) but even so Right, there'd be five thousand Gonzaga fans yeah. here and five hundred St. Mary's fans. Yeah. But we'd see Louisville, North Carolina teams like that come cutting through here. But the Louisville fans would leave when Louisville wasn't playing. So the underdog, the fans were rooting. You know, North Carolina, their fans would come. You know, it, the dynamic of what the crowd is, that information matters. It matters because it it adds to home field advantage. You have the loud crowd. That affects the officials. They make calls in the game for your team. And you're right. You're not exaggerating. The, the Zags bring over 5,000 people. And it was so funny to see. We saw that one right? little section. 5,500. Yep. St. Mary's had 500. And, one, and they're all in one section. In the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was crazy to see. And it is, it's a two, three point. I mean, their normal home court's worth about six points, the Zags. This one's worth probably about three. But it's still worth a call or two in the game, which is going to help them in the long run. Hey, bad news for college basketball fans. The Great Alaska Shootout going away no yep this will be the last year oh, that isn't good news one more one more we'll just throw this out there generically folks watch this uh and, you know kenny knows I've, I've talked about this forever today and especially when they're they start struggling a little bit you watch as the football season goes along miami the dolphins it's the worst home field advantage in, in all sports i mean yeah. once you get past week seven eight if they're not five and oh six or six and one or something like that uh, that thing, literally, the visiting team, depending who the snowbirds are, going down there. Talking about snow, they got a lot of problems with snow down there in Miami, especially offensive line coaches. Oh, brother, yeah, amen to that. You know, so, you know, John, talk about betting as a business and trading numbers because in college football, we will see sides and totals, you know, steam three, four points much more so than the NFL. So getting ahead of the number and when you bet matters in many instances as much as who you're betting. Well, and as Kenny said, you also have to know what your number is. For instance, there's a game I've been watching this week. I obviously had Nevada last week, as I said here on the air, plus the three and a half against Hawaii. They won the game outright. So I've been following UNLV and Nevada. This week, Nevada travels to Colorado State. We got some listeners that will actually be listening in that area um, in Colorado because we're on the air there. And, um, you know, you look at this number, that's a key number, 24 and a half. People 
think a key number is just three or seven. But as Kenny knows, and you know, it could fall on 24 very easily. So if you're, you have to be willing. Uh, one of the interesting things here in Nevada is you can actually buy points up to two points now. I don't want to say the name of the casinos, but on the Strip, one of the huge corporations basically this year started that you can buy up to two points. So, you know, on Monday Night Football last week with the Bears game, people were grabbing two and a half and taking three and a half. They were paying the extra vig to lay the two and a half and then on Minnesota and, and then grab the three and a half or they were playing the money line on Minnesota and then taking the plus three and a half. So there's certain little trading strategies that I always do, which is I'll take a plus three and a half and then take the money line on the other side if I have no opinion on the game because there's a good chance that team could win one, two, or three and you automatically have a built-in three-point middle just by taking Minnesota minus 180 and taking uh, the Bears last Monday plus three and a half. And these are the little things, same thing with the UNLV game and Air Force, that game is seven and a half. So both games involving this state, seven and, you know, you got to like the dog on both sides. And we also talked early in the year about public perception. I'm looking at the coaches poll while I'm talking to you guys, and you're going to get teams like obviously Alabama's number one, and they're going to be overinflated. Clemson's number two, Penn State's number three. Georgia has been absolutely tearing it up. I don't know. Kenny, can they make a good number on a Georgia game? You're right. They've been running scores up against weaker competition. So uh, their, their power rating continues to go up and up and up. We'll see what, what they can do against the top SEC clubs. You know, you're talking about a team that's on a roll. Let me talk about somebody that's gone completely the other way. And from a perception point of view, and what it actually means on the board. For years, right, BYU, Boise State, high-profile programs always step up, face great competition, and have had great success. Down years for both. But BYU specifically, Kenny, I mean, it's a dog's breakfast right now. They've lost five in a row. Nonetheless, we know here in Vegas that there's a big brock of support for them. But how long does it take just on past history, Reputation, things of that nature. Has have the odds makers just caught up to just what's going on with this program? Uh, and and then on the other side of the coin, how about the betting public? Because it, it's it's just foreign to the eye to sit here and see BYU, uh, you know, sitting in this pickle at one and five. Yeah, you know what happened there is when Bronco Mendenhall left. The reason why he left was it was getting more difficult to recruit being an independent. They made a big mistake not being conference-affiliated. They've tried to get into a conference the last two years now and have not been able to. No one has accepted them, the bigger conferences. So his recruiting his recruiting became so impossible, he couldn't bring in the players he needed to bring in. He leaves, the new coach comes in, has no experience, and, and the talent level's way down. So they may not be able to make that comeback. Boise, Boise's talent level at least is at a pretty decent high, but they don't have Chris Peterson running the show, the greatest co- coach in college football history. So. Well, it's funny. I, I, I kind of want to take issue with what you said, but you, you're, you may very well be spot on with it. But I, I'm, I'm a Penn State fan growing up as a kid, yeah. and I've never – there are a lot of things not to forgive Joe Paterno for, but I've never forgiven Joe Paterno for going into the Big Ten because as an independent – it was amazing. I mean, the schedule that they played every year 
uh, you know, it's like, I, you know, am I doing a cartwheel to watch them play Indiana? I love the schedule they played with, with what I grew up with. Right. But I mean, from a recruiting aspect, I think it was why, a little, little, would it, it was a little different back then. I think. But now why would conference affiliation have have such a positive impact on recruiting? I I would think that you play. That look at the schedule we play, and we're going to be on TV all the time. Yeah. I would think recruiting could actually go the other way, be even better. I. That's this the story I heard. I really didn't make any of it up. I just, I mean, what I heard, and I, I usually just use common sense and say, you know what, that makes sense to me. They're having a problem recruiting because they're not in a conference right now. They have no shot at going to the going to the FCS, right? Play the going to the football playoff series and and winning a national championship. And you know, a lot of kids end up going. They were getting kids at BYU for years that could go to any school that could go to an F, the FCS, but now they're just not getting those type of kids. Those kids are going to conferences that do have a chance to play for all the marbles. Hey, it's Sports Insider Radio, and you can check sportsinsiderradio.com. Call 1-800-209-1679. Let me turn to Mike, and, and then John, you know, chime in on top of this. Yeah, guy, on, on, a, on a college football Saturday, and you mentioned the time difference, John. You know, for us, it, it's breakfast football, you know, 9 a.m., let's have at it, uh, morning, noon, and night uh, here in Las Vegas. You know, what, what is uh, Saturday college football game day like? Uh, for you in the office, Mike? Well, I mean, it starts early. I, I get here usually around 8 a.m. There's an electric shock alarm on the door. If he touches it at 8 a.m., he gets shocked. <laughs> and then we literally don't leave until the last game goes to halftime. There's only certain. There's only so many weeks in a college football season that you really have to take advantage of it and really be on top of it the entire day because there's, I mean, our board goes green all day with times, and we have to be alert the entire day because obviously there's a little break in between the beginning games on our side at noon and then between 3.30 and then 7.30. But throughout the entire day, you really have to be on your toes to know if you could you only have a 15-minute window to get that halftime plan. And then the aspect of, uh, as you mentioned, the halftime plays, and there is a very short window, but also the in-game trading aspect of it, John, is such a big deal now and so prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what happens here in Vegas. It's the reverse. I have clients that I'll give in-game trades to, and they're already at dinner. Like, for instance, uh, we're doing, we're, if you're listening to this recorded, when the Vegas team had their opening night last Tuesday, there was an in-game trade that I had, and the guy was at dinner with his wife at 6.30 because the game started at 7.05. He couldn't get down to the casino. So what happens is you have to take advantage of the fact that of technology. And as you go, both are looking at me right now, I don't have one laptop in front of me. I don't have two. Have I have three. Um, and I'm sitting here and I'm monitoring all the lines in real time. And I'm getting every update in at, at the moment. And so, you know, people that want to bet it and forget it. It's the lure of sports wagering is that you don't have to do any physical work. I was actually at a casino the other day and sitting at the Baccarat table. I dibble and dabble. And the guy, you know, it's work to sit there and grind out a profit, even if you have a successful system, where the lure of all people, I think, Kenny, that wager on sports is they can walk in and walk out or they can be like me and walk in and never leave. Also, a couple weeks ago, if you're listening to this radio show, we, talk, we I like to not give out free picks, even though I've been doing very well, but I like to give out free kind of angles that you can use even if you don't purchase information. I still would say call us at 800-209-1679. You can get access to the Kenny White's plays at oddsxfactor.com, at Brian, our host, at the Insider's Game. You know, Kenny, you're one of the most imitated guys in the world. People try to access your plays. People try to buy your plays, resell your plays under their name, you know, and I guess you could take the approach that it's flattering, but we, you, 
you can't teach somebody how to fish. That old adage, if you teach someone how to fish, they always know how to fish. These, there's two, I'm looking at your sheet over here. How are you going to teach somebody how to make a number on every game? I mean, how are you going to do it? That's why I think it's better just to follow the guys that have a collectively, it's, it's, it's over 100 years of experience sitting at this studio. Um, but, I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, you're going to teach somebody a flat system, only take the dogs or only take the fans no, in this it's situation. Im- it's, it's impossible. impossible. Yeah, there's, um, no, there's, no, I, and, there's no situation where you, there's nothing easy about this. You can't just say, all right, I'm just going to go take all the dogs and I'm going to make money. Yeah, or I'm going to take, I'm just going to take the home dogs this weekend and just make money. It, it's, it doesn't you work know, I, that I, way. I, I, I come across the most interesting people in Nevada, especially tourists. I was sitting there playing at a casino and I, was, I met a mathematician who was playing Baccarat and I said, what's your risk percentage and he and if you're listening to this guy's money management's 90 percent of the game he risks half a one percent of his bankroll per hand in baccarat so if he literally had a ten thousand dollar bankroll we're talking about fifty dollar wager um and he said he never increases and i said you know i see people walk up to the table with ten thousand bet it all on banker or player so and he's like yeah you can't stay in the game that way and with this many games on the board you have to spread yourself around Obviously, Brian is a horseman. The odds and the return with the horses, and obviously dogs have been coming in a huge way early in hockey. Um, You can put up a little bit of money and make a lot of money, which is the allure of horse racing. But for somebody that's out there and you have $500 in your offshore account and you're going to go bet two games for 250 I would call that financial suicide. Even if you win, eventually you're going to lose. It's all money management, getting a good, doing the doing the work, getting a good number, and managing your money correctly. And it's and it's a business. It's it's not yeah. And, and so a that, hobby. And the, the, back to my stat that I came up with that I said was very strong, which was if the total in the game or if the total and the the spread is fifty percent of the total in a game, I usually take the dog because they're basically saying the other team isn't going to score. But you can't. You have to do the research on the game. If you look at BYU and Mississippi State, the total is forty eight. The line is twenty four. It is exactly half. It's 24. 36-12 final. 36-12 final. And, you know, we talk about line movements and people. What percentage of games historically land on the number um, in college versus pro? Last week, Auburn was a huge steam play. It opened up at 19.5 and went to 22.5. Of course, it landed on 21. Um, So, you know, we've only had two games that basically hit the number Denver in week one on Monday night football. And you could say it hit the number last Monday with three, even though the line was three and a half, the dog covered. Um, historically, there hasn't been that many pushes so far this season. No, there really hasn't been. And as a, as a middle or arbitrage player uh, for middle to middle again, yeah, you're losing a lot of, you only got to hit one out of every 20. You're losing a lot of juice, but you hit one out of 20 to break even. That's it. Right. And then if you side one, it's one out of every ten so sides to make money. Percentage-wise, would you say there's a higher percentage of hitting the the, the, the number in college or pro? Uh, pro. You know, for instance, you talk about a key number. I learned my lesson, and I'll never do it again. I like to buy from three to three and a half. I am. I made a mistake. I didn't buy from three and a half to four on the Bills plus four, and I lose this game by four. I had three and a half, and you know, a key number is four. Would you agree? It's, oh, it's definitely one of the key three, seven, and but then people four. don't usually mention four. And they just six. say they just say three and seven. Yeah. No. So you know, yes, there's more vig, but the Buffalo Bills, we we don't have to rub that into Brian. They let that game slip away. Um, you know, they were covering and winning the game ninety percent of the game, and and then to lose that game by half a point, that's what I call line management. Mike, on the other hand, is in the office taking the calls, 
and he's dealing with clients that will play a baseball game in baseball season and lay, let's say, the Colorado Rockies, for example, to our Colorado listeners. They'll, they'll lay 200 on a good game on a pitcher, and then they won't lay 140 to buy the half a point from three to, to two and a half or from three to three and a half. What, what's your take on that, guys? And, Especially and Brian Brian's got a, a good take. Player. For him being a horse player, he's always had a good take. It's like uh, well, you won't lay $2 on it, but you'll, you'll play a horse at six to five. But basically, and when you say you've got to learn, I mean, how many times you get hit upside the head, you know, with a two by four, and then you better learn to duck at some point, right? And <laughs> just once, uh, yeah. And but you sit there, and if, and if you're educated and you're watching the thing, and, and it's a horse race, and things can happen. But if you're sitting there and you're looking at a race, and going in, in your estimation, and you're right more often than not, this horse has to fall down to lose, and he's six to five, yeah. You're getting the, you're getting the, plus one. The mentality of the horse player is, I can beat him. Yeah, and that would be the same guy that would spend one hundred and ten dollars to win a hundred uh, on a football game that's minus three. That's a coin flip. But, but he's going to try to play the long what I'm shot. Is in he, the horse he won't pay the extra ten cents to get it to two and a half and not push. And my point is, that's the insanity when you're dealing with hockey. For instance, the Colorado Avalanche, or you're dealing with uh, the, the you're dealing with the New Vegas uh, hockey team. You, you're, the first two hockey games that Vegas won, they were plus one eighty and plus one fifty. So the guy on the other side of that role, he got he got he got hurt, and he'll lay that big number on a favorite in hockey. But then he'll have this pension of not being not willing to buy the extra half a point. To me, it's insanity. All right, listen, it is Sports Insider Radio, and you can go to sportsinsiderradio.com. You can get hold of the guys, 1-800-209-1679. And we are going to come right back. And eh, you know what? Let's just keep it right here. Let's let's just soldier on. Uh, let, let's, we got Mike back in the offices. Uh, I want to ask Kenny yeah, a question. Ahead. So these totals and lines out of whack, and then we'll let Mike comment. When you look at a team like Georgia that's been on a roll and they're laying 30 this week on the opening number, and the total is 56, that's over 50%. So the point spread is higher now than 50% of the total, which would be around 26. What, what They're basically saying to you they don't believe Missouri should score. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what they're saying. Um, what would that score be, 28, uh, 42 to 15? Right. That's that's uh, not, not even right either. 40, no. 43-14. But my point is... In, the, in that range, 43-14. to 14. They're that, still t- expecting a couple touchdowns But the Missouri. thing is, you, the key is, the value is if you go to oddsxfactor.com or the Insiders game or you Sports Insider Radio, that number on Georgia at 30 probably, and you don't have to say it on the air if you don't want to, probably is, is inflated because they're on a roll. So you're probably laying a higher price taking Georgia because they're on a roll. It's not like you're getting a better price with the losing team. It's de- well, it's definitely they they're covering point spreads. They're 5 and 1 ATS this year, 6 and 0 oh on the year and winning by big numbers. You're right. It every week. So maybe that line should be 27. Every week the power rating has got to go up 2 points, you know. So it's it's this line could be this line at the beginning of the year would have been 21 and a half. There you go. Georgia beat Missouri by one last year in Missouri. So sharp money. Sharp money will usually take the dog side. They'll be waiting on the teams that are winning. Yeah. And they have these overinflated numbers. Like, for instance, well, the Kansas want... City Chiefs. So let's talk about this upcoming week's football. Kansas City Chiefs are now 4-0. I talked to a sportsbook director, Brian. He said they could not get even on the Sunday night game. Everybody bet Kansas City. They were actually rooting for Houston. They couldn't get 
any dollars down. Now Kansas City plays Pittsburgh. I ha- I've been to be fortunate. I was on Jacksonville plus a seven and a half. But now again, it's over that key number, Kenny. Of four, you got a team that's. I think Kansas City's five and zero oh because Buffalo blew it. Yes, they are so, five and zero. Oh. So, so when you see that line, only at four, undefeated team left. Right. So when you see that line at four, I mean, you're talking. Of course, the public that line might maybe should be two and a half. I always look at it like a contrarian. That line is higher because they're five and zero. It's not really a pure four. Well, look at what Pittsburgh did last week, though. They laid an egg, five interceptions by Roethlisberger. There's a lot of discussion about that and how bad they're playing, but. They were the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC before that game, right. even even in front of Kansas City. So if they didn't lose the way they did, I think you would have seen Kansas City 3. But the way they lost and Kansas City won, there was an adjustment. So is there val- I'm kind of surprised it wasn't over-adjusted even more, but I think you're going to see general oh, yeah, public moves, right. all over Kansas City. You could see that game close 6. Right, so my point is that the wise guy action, if you're listening, the, the, the professional bettors are contrarian players. They're looking at these teams. They're waiting for them to pump up. They're either betting early in the week, and then they're coming back, and they're betting late in the week. But, again, to get on the gravy train of Georgia or Kansas City in week five or week six, is, isn't it late to the party? I think you are. After five games, yeah, you want to get in, you want to get in the second game and, at least. And if and you we, can get in the first game, you got really, really good – it's a really good run, but you want to get in on the second game. By the fifth game, sixth game, you're in the sixth game now. You're you've you've missed it. You've missed all the value, right? Because if you right, Georgia is undefeated, Kansas City's undefeated, so the books already know they're going to have they're going to have more action on those two on these really good teams. Alabama, even though they're number one in the coaches poll, they haven't covered every game, so they don't no. have as much uh, fan favorite, easy money. Let's just rock and roll. Um, and what's your perception of your Buffalo Bills after they they went to Cincinnati and? It disappointed me greatly. But well, we don't have to point. worry about it. They're on a bye this week. Well, yeah, but you don't you know, have to worry about but, it. So here's the question. No, no, they, Back to they, your they're, extra no, week arrest. No, you know, their defense. Yes. Well, I guess I was going to throw it to Mike that bye weeks are in play now in the NFL. Uh, and and what, how we treat these teams where freshness is an asset. Uh, you know, let me ask you, Mike, how you treat bye weeks. Uh, he doesn't Kenny, come to work when the Ravens take off. Kenny, did you did you say freshness was, was there there was a number Depending the coach, was it a was there? A, well, there's a yeah some that are Andy Reid's amazing. Well, I mean, yeah, you can give Andy Reid well, like no, five yeah. points for when he when he's got extra time to prepare. So everybody's a little bit different, but on on whole, yeah, you have got that. You on the bye week, you have an extra week to prepare. It's it's usually worth about a point and a half to two points. That's what I thought. Okay, uh, Mike, how do you treat the buys? Well, I mean, I, I would have to agree with Kenny. Um, when it's specifically if there's a lot of injuries in the previous game and now they have a week to recover, not ones that are two to three weeks, guys that are just banged up and it gives them time to recover in that bye week, it could literally reset their season and give them that push that they needed prior to them, you know, if they would have played the following week and a couple of guys might have been playing hurt or not have been played at all. You know, the other thing we got to start watching, and if I find some of these nuggets for the longest time, and some of these things will last for a while. The key is to get ahead of the curve. And I'm wondering, I'm going to start doing a little work. I wonder if Kansas City is is maybe one of these teams. Kenny, uh, remember Pittsburgh? We, we we latched onto this for it was the better part of three years. You know, the, the teams played Pittsburgh the following week. They were physically beat up, and teams just had a real hard time. And it, it was it was very profitable, yeah. just fading teams that had played Pittsburgh. And then when Pete Carroll got Seattle going, and fortunately we identified it early that, hey, wait a minute. I mean, you're, you're watching the game and the eyeball test going, 
that was a nasty game. And I said, wait a minute, I wonder. And sure enough, it turns out over the next two years, Seattle was like, teams were like 1-15 in 15 against the spread the following week. So it's those little nuances that go you know, into this. And it's, that's twofold. One is, you're playing a Pittsburgh or a Seattle who's a really good team, so you're fired, you're focused up, and it's a big game. And then you get beat up on the field. So you got it both ways, mentally and physically, and trying to get ready for the next week is, is very, very tough. So you kind of got to start going through the schedule now and start looking at who is that monster defense who's, who's beating people up. Could it be the Minnesota Vikings? Let me give you, of all games, but the, this is kind of the stuff we're talking about. I mean, um, there'll be a myriad of plays, uh, you know, uh, sportsinsiderradio.com. Check out the website, you know, listen to the archive of the show. But of all games, Cleveland and Houston, uh, the suggested opener uh, the, the kind of was out there, maybe it was in the, above 10. It was in some places 12. But 9.5, 10 is the consensus. But here's Cleveland. They change quarterbacks. So they're going to go from the kid Kaiser to Hogan. So that would already be a starting point. Wait a minute. We've got to make an adjustment here. But look to the other side of the coin here, where Houston loses J.J. Watt and suffered some really severe injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So now you've got two teams that you're kind of massaging as you're trying to figure out what are the yeah. new ratings for these teams and their button heads at the same time. Now, all I can tell you is J.J. Watt, the, the most valuable defensive player in the NFL, he's the only guy I have worth two it's, points. Come on. Yeah, only guy worth two points. What would have, That's a drop-off to his, to his backup, because if they could have a, a little better backup, it would maybe be a point and a half. But. I, I'm just trying to think. I mean, out of curiosity, like, like what do you have of, of Von Miller with Denver? Because he's a guy that can have a real yeah. impact on a game, oh, oh, yeah. especially at home I, when he can get off the ball with the crowd noise. I probably have about 20 guys on defense right. that are that, that Von Miller caliber that's probably worth a point and a half. But J.J. Oh, what was two? Two points, yeah. Wow. All right. So this is so, uh, crush, that's crushing blow to Houston. And, and let's give some nuggets to people listening here. They're looking for an edge. They're shaking their head every week. They're saying, "Why me? Why me? How is it so? <laughs> how is the conspiracy against me to not win?" Because this is what I've you know I come out here. I, I'm you know I'm a part time native, and you know everybody thinks there's a conspiracy. If you had last Monday night football game and you had Minnesota minus three and a half because you didn't know to buy the half a point and save yourself at least a best-case scenario push, um, you think it's a conspiracy. Man, how did I lose that game? <laughs> so even though they won the game by three, but you didn't cover it, and that's the whole – the spread is the great equalizer. And listen, let's not forget about hockey season just started. One of the most profitable sports is MLB, as you and I discussed, Kenny, many times. They're, the books are scared of the numbers because you're playing money lines. And, you know, I think that certain si- places like uh, Colorado, like Vegas now, uh, even where I'm from in Baltimore with the Washington Capitals, you're going to have a base of fans. But I believe, isn't there, you, your favorite word, Brian, much better value, especially when you're dog hunting in the NHL? By the way, tell them you were being facetious. Yes, I was. Um, but, is, you know, you love the word value. You know, you don't believe in value, but you believe in getting the winners. But there's value in dogs. Anytime you can get that money line and you're not, there's an absence of a point spread and you're just picking the winner. I mean, that's the beauty of baseball. That's the beauty of hockey. Well, it, it is a, as the guy that made the opening number forever today, Kenny would be the first one to tell you. Um, although, I mean, your, your work was very thorough. But across the board... Um, hockey is minuscule in its uh, the percentage of the handle, but uh, there were things that would, to me, 
were mind-boggling that would consistently fall through the cracks. And I think to this day, they still do, that all of a sudden the word comes out, hey, this team's going to go with their backup goaltender tonight. And it doesn't move 10 cents. That's surprising. Not 10 cents. Yeah. And it, to me, it should be almost, I mean, at least close to 30, close to half cents. a goal. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, on the total, like if it was five. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and then all of a sudden, word would come out, both backups are playing. It still wouldn't move. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. I mean, Well, you know, Mike is in the office. He's dealing with clients. And, for instance, you have – you have a plethora of college football games good this word. weekend. Very good. good words. I'm trying to come with one vocabulary word a, a show. But you have a huge card. It was a much smaller college football card last week. It's like triple this week. And I, they were all sleeping last week. I don't know. Whoever schedules these games, there was like 20 games last week. There's 65, 70 games this weekend. So in terms of college football. But does that mean the average guy out there with an offshore account or a local guy should overlook the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15 hockey games on Saturday? No, but he will, unless a professional well, is telling him what to actually and do. I, and I love my hockey, and I appreciate I mean, the Avalanche are playing the Stars. But I appreciate you bringing that up, but the thing that we've always talked about, and you alluded to it, is that there have been people that had great baseball seasons, just great baseball seasons. Football started, baseball's gone to them. Why, why? Oh, it doesn't even exist, right? You know, it's like we're not and, in the run to the World well Series, right? Right, exactly. That's, I mean, that's the power uh, of the football. So, what do you in, think in the biggest charges? trick is for a guy? Free information. This is we'll call it the free tips from Brian Blessing, the Kenny White, the original, the non-imitated. You sure you're the real Kenny White? Yeah, I think so. You're yeah. sure? There's so many people out okay. there. So so I get phone calls from guys telling me they're no, you. No, I know uh, him. I, uh, I spent a week with him one day. Uh, I was listen. I was on the phone time. with I was on the phone with Brian I was on Kenny last week, and a guy called from Kenny's office that doesn't exist to sell me Kenny's plays. Why Kenny right. was actually yeah, giving there, me there the go. plays on the phone? <laughs> so you got to go to oddsxfactor.com. Get the real Kenny White's plays. Um, and you guys, I know you both are on Twitter. You're at Brian Blessing. Yep. And you're what, at, at K Whitey? K Whitey Vegas. K Whitey Vegas. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, if you guys are in, you want some Twitter love, you want to shout out to Brian, you want to shout out to Kenny, do so. Because one thing that you guys do, which I appreciate and why we do this so well, is you don't bet it and forget it. You do engage. I mean, Brian, I know it was, you work sometimes till 2 in the morning and then you're back on the radio at 10 in the morning. Like today. Right. But <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that a function of also what we call the West Coast Games? You know, we have our West Coast games that start at 10 o'clock, and we, you, you really can't stay up if you got to be at work at 9 in the morning. They, no, they can end at 2 you know, in the morning. Well, there's a, there's a Kenny, this guy, I, I would always yell at him, you, you know, you're killing yourself. You know, you got to got to catch your breath. The, the key, I'll give you I'll give you the tip. you got a 20-minute nap. you got to take a 20-minute nap late in the afternoon, or you, you ain't going to survive. Don't say but that I, with Mike on the air. No, well, <laughs> Mike, well, Mike's asleep now. Right. Mike! No, but I mean, no, you, you know, listen, but the, the, Hey, Mike, you're doing soccer games God knows where. Four in the morning in Japan? All over. I mean, the the world doesn't stop around just U.S. sports. There's games literally starting 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Even though this is a recorded show, I, I, I was literally watching Australia FA Cup soccer at 4.30 in the morning this morning. It, it, because it never ends. He's right. If you have a play, you literally can play 24 hours hours and obviously with Kenny to your point the the media wants to talk about the US not being in the World Cup 
But what about all the other opportunities where there's lines on the games at these various places around the Strip that are all adding all the soccer to the menu? I've also seen that come. Well, it speaks to you know, the appetite for the players. Right. They, they want action on anything. And now, and, and, well, here. Well, it was, horse, it was horse racing that gave you all the options. Well, let me, let, we'll just tell a quick story. When you're, we had the odds-making firm, the, the opening numbers, and, and I moved here, and we were working together. And it literally, I mean. Did you know him before some, some, 60 Minutes or after 60 Minutes? Yeah, I, I knew him before. I drove him to 60 Minutes. Oh, that's, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to start doing I, that. I, in I, our, I, yeah. I slowed yeah. down a little. Brian Blessing, I barely, driver of I, Kenny I, White I, on 60 yeah, Minutes. No, I barely slowed down to let him out of the car. It only took 59 minutes to get there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the. Uh, when I first got here, and I said, well, wait a minute. If the prop thing, and the guys in the office, I thought they're knitting needles, they're going to stick them in my eye sockets. I said, wait a minute. The Super Bowl does, at the time it was 200. Now it's in excess yeah. of 300. I said, we're doing all these props, and people go nuts for this. Why don't we do props? This is in 2005. Yeah. Why don't we do props every day? Or do something on a game every day. Right. People are nuts about this. Won't they go nuts? And, and, and everybody says, it's man hours. Yeah. It's just the, the work that goes into it. But now look at what we got. Props on every game. With the, with the technology. And the th- I mean, every game has some sort of prop. I mean, is that is that you remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, no. I, I, I mean, it was something that was, yeah. we wanted to do it, but it was, was, was the appetite there and the man hours it would take to do all that work, to put it together, right. to put a market number on the board. But now it's here. Yeah. Let's and, talk about the Denver Broncos. Oh, and, and we can also talk about... Off a buy. Off a buy. Back to your buy scenario. Um, you know, we got, again, we just picked up a new station in Colorado. A lot of people I know are going to be... This is the whole betting with your head, not your... Betting with your heart, not your head. Do you just... You know, I obviously don't agree with that. Being from Baltimore, I'm just not going to play the Ravens because they're going to Oakland 3,000 miles away and they should went out right and kill them. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, even though Mike did that because that's what Mike does. Mike bets the Ravens regardless of what the line is, no matter how bad it is. Mike is going to play the Ravens, so I know he enjoyed that Raven game. But if you're in Denver and you love Denver and you're a Denver freak, break that game down, Kenny. Well, let me let me just throw it throw it out. Yeah, you put it all on Kenny. But though, the one thing I would say, the Giants – are an absolute train wreck right Dumpster now. Dumpster fire. Yeah, at 0 and 5. That was, was is that that's that not was against a, the spread though. No, but so that that's was, all but that we the, only but, care about yeah, ATS. But, but well, but the spread is inflated because of it. Right. Well, the spread's also inflated because of three injuries to key and, wide and, receivers for the Giants this past week. So, so talk to me about the circumstances. You think of all the things and how it comes into some equation for the number that you've got the Beckham injury, uh the Giants are a mess. And Denver's coming off a bye. And it's a and oh, huge... by the way, Denver is a brutal place to play I mean, with altitude and the crowd noise. And, oh, by the way, it's a high-profile national team. Well, that's what I was going to say. That, this is what the sportsbook director told me. We can't get even on the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. And, of course, the Broncos come off the bye on the 530 here Sunday night game. And, I, and before you break it down, do you not agree that 11 can also be a key number off 10, or you don't really put much emphasis in 11 to 10? No, not a, not a, it's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, th- this Denver team's defense is right back to where they were. Uh, Simeon is a much-improved quarterback. The Giants have that problem um, that their season is, is basically done, but they are professionals. You know they're going to come to play. They're going to change their game plan this week. They have to. And I've always said wide receivers are a dime a dozen. Mostly everybody on the field is a dime a dozen except for the quarterback. So 
they are going to lose a point and a half for the re- receivers they lost in this game, so that's adjusted in the line already. But I think the couple things you guys said, traveling across country, playing a 5.30 game at Denver, a night game, the crowd's going to be so loud. It's already one of the higher home advantages there is. I have three and a half points for Denver at home. Average is two and a half, so they're a point better. At nighttime, make it four. And then a lot of people left, but the circadian clock thing yes. adds into this no, game. The Giants will be playing at 8.30 at night, basically their time. It's past their peak hours of performance, and it's right in Denver's wheelhouse. bedtime. And, but, but listen. But, no, but real quick on that, on that game, and I just, I, I'm, just, I'm looking – uh, they are two and three against the spread. That's what I want to let you guys know. They're zero and five straight up, but you're only down really one unit if you've been betting them. The Giants, I'm talking. Yeah, about. right. Um, they cut. Co- they covered against uh, the Eagles. They covered against Tampa Bay, and uh, in the you know so they they were zero and two against the spread, then two and zero against the spread, and then they lost last week uh, to the Chargers. In a game they could have won very easily. Can you they talk fumbled. To me? Manning fumbled late in the game to to give the Chargers the ball at the eleven yard line. And they yeah, three right. plays we later, they win last week. Scored, you know so. every play of every can, score can, of every can, game. They, can you talk? Can you talk to this? The correlation of a double-digit favorite, a twelve-point favorite, yet you've got the total is is relatively low. It's very low, thirty-nine and a half. At thirty-nine and a half, you know, and how that factors in. And we know the general public loves to play favorite and over, but when you get a double-digit favorite and the total is that low, what is the quandary there? Well, it's hard. It's hard to play dog and under. Yeah. In that situation, because the total is a lot lower, yeah. um, it's easier to play favorite and over. But is it an over situation? So maybe it, it's not a. You'd think it could be correlated, and it should well, be. Um, if Denver wins by more than two touchdowns, there's a good chance you, it goes over. I want to thank you, Kenny, for that stat you gave me in week one of this radio show. If the team is twelve, I don't know if I gave it to you. You gave it to me. I said if the line is twelve, take the home team plus seven and a half or seven in the first half. It's been oh, yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. So, you said, you said so, that. Okay, so you said that. I, I forgot. I got so many stats. Yeah, Here's you the said thing. that. Denver really is 12 right now. If you can get the Giants plus seven or seven and a half in the first half, you got it's a, it's a good play. There's no line out, but you will get that because this line's going to go up higher than 12. Um, 12. 11 and a half, 12 is dead numbers. Got it. The next key number is 13. Right. So it's got to it's got to head to the next key number, and and bookmakers would be crazy if they got if people are starting to lay twelve, they're absolutely crazy to go to twelve and a half. They just pop. They just go jump to thirteen. Forget the twelve and a half. Go to thirteen. Then they, so but then you're going to see thirteen, and you're going to see plus seven and a half, maybe even money on the Giants in the first half. Hey, listen, don't forget SportsInsiderRadio.com. You can make the call one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Uh, johnsyndicate.com. you got John, Mike, Kenny White. I'm Brian Blessing. Uh, boy, this hour goes by fast, fellas. Uh, OddsXFactor.com for the real Kenny White at KWhitey Vegas. Brian Blessing at Brian Blessing on Twitter because he doesn't have Snapchat or Instagram. No, and, uh, I, you, don't. you can get his plays at the Insiders Game, and obviously he has a specialty with NHL if you guys love it. All right, fellas, it's been fun. Mike, have a great weekend, bud. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one, guys. All right, Sports Insider Radio. Check it out. And we can see the guys. You got the camera, you got the Ustream, you got all kinds of cool things there. John But check out sportsinsiderradio.com. 1 800 209 1679. Have a great football weekend.
Sports Talk and more. 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy calls the California wildfires an incredibly serious situation. The White House and the American people are with each and every Californian affected. And they offered any assets, federal assets, that needed to assist in this fight. In a Capitol briefing today, the California Republicans said the House will move quickly to provide disaster aid. House Speaker Paul Ryan says his thoughts are with the people of California who are really suffering from nightmarish wildfires at this moment. These are some of the deadliest wildfires in their history. Ryan said a disaster relief package will include help for Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria and should be ready.